you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Just read. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse number 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart and with all of thy soul and with all of thy might. Verse 12, and beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. By the help of the Lord today on this Memorial Day gathering, I want us to ponder a thought that we must never forget. We must never forget. Would you pray with me today? Lord, we thank you. We give you honor. We give you praise. We magnify the name that is above every name. The one name, the saving name of Jesus. Let us never forget, Lord. Let your word impact our hearts today. We thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. Glad to have all of our guests with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming home. I see um, a big part Justin and Kayla and their families, the whole Harshbarger family has come home for graduation. It's always good to see them and glad to have them with us today. Amen. Memorial Day is the day to remember our fallen heroes. It is said that the decision to guard the tomb of the unknown soldier was a sign of respect for our fallen soldiers. Rain or shine, our soldiers guard the tomb of those who remain unknown. They are unknown, but they are not forgotten. Interesting story that I read in 2003 as Hurricane Isabel was approaching Washington, D.C. Our U.S. Senate and House took two days off with anticipation of the storm. On the ABC Evening News, it was reported that because of the dangers that the tropical storm slash hurricane could cause the military members assigned to the duty of guarding the tomb of the unknown soldiers were given permission to suspend 
their assignment. However, they respectfully declined the offer. No way, sir. We will stand our post. Soaked to the skin, marching in the pelting rain of the tropical storm. They said that guarding the tomb was not just an assignment, but it was the highest honor that can be afforded to a service person. The tomb has been patrolled for many years, since 1930, 24-7. The tomb of the unknown soldier has been continually guarded. What sets these fallen soldiers apart from others who gave their life is the fact that no one knows their names. Nobody knows from whence they held or even what branch of service that they had served. They are unknowns, but they're not forgotten. Even without knowing the details of their lives, the fact remains that they answered their country's call to defend the ideals of the flag that covered their coffins. Unfortunately, they sacrificed their lives in the process. Since 1776, no generation of Americans has been spared the responsibility of defending freedom by force of arms. Since then, over 40 million American men and women have answered the call to duty, and more than one million have sacrificed their lives in the belief that some principles are worth fighting for and even dying for. Throughout these ages, only 3,400 and some brave soldiers have been awarded the Medal of Honor. But each and every man or woman who has served with honor and distinction is in sense a true American hero. I understand this is not Veterans Day. But for those who fought and came home, we also honor you today. We're thankful that the hand of God's protection was upon you, and we honor those who have served our American military. We honor you. And we thank you for your service to our country. And today we reflect and remember those who have fallen. Among the legacy left by the millions of unheralded warriors are many unknown acts of courage and sacrifice. Certainly there are many whose actions may have merited such an award. But for whatever reason, the moment of valor was not recorded for posterity. Still... They are heroes. The unknown soldiers buried in Arlington and elsewhere in the world are each recipients of the Medal of Honor. Unknown veterans of combat who in death remind us of the unknown heroism of so many millions of others. 
this Memorial Day weekend, this holiday, we want to set time aside to remember those who've given the ultimate sacrifice. Our nation's men and women in uniform that gave their best. This is more than a three-day weekend. This is more than a holiday weekend. This truly is a day of memory and a weekend of memory. We must never forget. Such as we feel so compelled today and sense the feeling of patriotism that rests upon this congregation today, so we must never forget the amazing things that God has done for us. We must never forget those who paved the way for us to be where we are today. We must never forget the miracles that God handed down to this congregation of people. His hand of protection, His way of provision, all the many ways and times that God came through for us. We must never forget. In Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, Moses issued a final warning to Israel just before they entered into the promised land. He told them, Beware lest you forget. Interesting, earlier in the same chapter, Moses declares, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. He declares, We should love the Lord thy God with all of the heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then in verse 12, he tells us to beware lest we forget. I come to remind you this morning that there's some basic principles that we must never, ever forget. In Joshua, the fourth chapter, God ordered the children of Israel to build a memorial so they would never forget what God had done in their lives. In Joshua, the fourth chapter, in verses 1 through 3, the scripture said, It came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take twelve men out of the people, out of every man, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence, out of the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. It was to be a memorial. It was to cause them to remember. It was to keep them from ever forgetting what God had done. The very meaning of the Hebrew word that translates a memorial simply means to remember and to never ever forget. We must never forget. Given man's propensity to forget, it is little wonder that memorials have played such an important role in biblical history. At the foot of Mount Sinai, Moses built an altar of stones to commemorate God's covenant with Israel in Exodus, the 12th chapter. Again, at the edge of the promised land, we see God again command Moses, and Moses to the people commands them to erect a memorial. 
to build a monument, to build something to jog their memory because they knew that when generations would pass that people would forget about the incredible sacrifices that have been paid. This weekend, Memorial Weekend, we are to remember not only those who have recently died to serve our country, but we look back through all of the different conflicts and all of the different wars. The world wars, the Vietnam conflict, the Korean conflict, and we could go on to first and second world wars. We could go into Desert Storm. We could look at the Gulf War. We could look at all of the different uh, opportunities that men and women have had to serve our country with great valor. We remember them all. The point of this message this morning is for us to never reach a point where we get so far removed or where we minimize the incredible things that God has done for us in our lives. I challenge you on this Memorial Weekend, would you build some memorials? Would you create some things in your home and family that remind you of what God has done in your life? How God saved you, how God brought you out, how God kept you, how God healed you, how God made a way out of no way, how God turned things around for you, how when your life should have fallen apart, it was God that kept us together. On this Memorial Weekend, we should declare, thank you, Lord, for everything you have done in our life. Nothing too great, nothing too small. We will not forget what you've done in our lives. Somebody give the Lord praise today. According to this chapter, God ordered 12 men to go back to where the priests were standing in the middle of the river. He said, I want you to go back to that place. Sometimes we have to go back there. When we can't physically go back there, we have to go back in our memory. We have to go back and remember. The Apostle Paul told us to stir up our pure mind by way of remembrance. Sometimes we just need to go back to that place where we was. Remember where you were when God reached down and saved you. Remember the pit, David said, from whence we were digged. Remember what God has done in your life. Can you go back with me this morning and remember what God has brought you from? Moses tells them as God had ordered him, go back down. Go down and build, build for yourselves a monument. Joshua comes and tells them, build a memorial. Each man was to pick up a large rock or a stone from the middle of the Jordan and to carry it to the side of the river where Israel would camp in the land of Canaan. Notice with me a few reasons why that God had given them direction for this action. He said it's to be a time of remembrance of what God has done. You must never forget. In verse 7 he said, And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Our memories are so that we have the ability to forget. And so the Lord is telling them, I want there to be some things that you always remember. There's some stories of how God has helped this church and how God has blessed this church and how God has kept this church. May I remind you, I stand here today a 51-year-old man, but before I was ever born, 
this church was already in existence. Not just this church, but the church. But yes, even this church. This church was already formed before I was ever born. There were people who sacrificed. There were people who gave little and those who gave all. There were those who sacrificed to see the foundation of this church, to see its formation, to see it come through the hardships and the trial times, to see it move from a home on Kelly Road to a church on Gentry Street, from a rented building to an owned building, through a building program, through remodel programs, through another building program. And this morning here we sit, blessed of God, looking around, fellowshipping, we, we, we must be careful lest we forget that we didn't just arrive here one day, but there was a lot of people that sacrificed, that gave, that remained faithful, that stuck it out through hardship and struggle, and there must be some memorials built for this church that declares we didn't get here on our own. We got here on the shoulders of men and women who sacrificed and have been faithful and have kept the faith to bring us to where we are today. We thank God to our charter members who are here this morning. To those who were here in the formidable years, my hat's off to you this morning. I nod my head to you. I bow to you this morning. I give honor to you this morning because through thick and thin, through good and bad, through trouble and trial, through test and storm, you remained faithful. You stayed faithful to God. You stayed faithful to the church. That's why there's a strong church here, not because of great leadership today. I thank God for our wonderful teams that are around us. I thank God for every volunteer, for every giver, but I want you to know that this church has been established and founded a long time before most of us even got to where we are today. We are we are required to look back. Could we take this weekend to say thank you to those who sacrificed, to those who remain faithful? We must never Forget the memorial stones were to be a reminder of their own personal experiences. The scripture said the memorial in Joshua the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, the scripture says this memorial will cause the children to ask what meaneth these stones. If there are certain things we do that causes our children to ask us, don't consider it just old-fashioned. Wear it with honor. Tell your story. Let your children and grandchildren ask you, what meaneth these stones? Remind them. Tell them. Explain it to them. You're not wasting your voice. You're not telling a story that they're just going to snicker at but build a memorial. They were to remember the things they saw. They were to remember the things that they heard spoke to them. And they were to remember what they had experienced, God's provision, the words that God had spoken to them, the direction that God had given them, the thunderings of God out of heaven, the provision, the clothes that never wore out, 
the shoes that never wore out, the rock that followed them, the pillar that went with them, the fire by night, the cloud by day, the, the, the manna, the quail, all of the blessings of God, they were to remember. They're now getting ready to cross over. They have now moved out of Egypt land out of the wilderness and now moved into the promised land. But the Lord is saying, I don't want you to forget your wilderness. I don't want you to forget how God brought you out of the wilderness to where you are. Oh, some of us have been saved, sanctified, and set free for so long, we could quickly cast judgment on others because they're not lining up to where we are. Perhaps we should remember where God brought us from. Perhaps we should remember what God has done in our life. CLC moms and dads, heroes of faith, I challenge you today to build some memorials because we must never forget. The experiences of prayer, the experiences of powerful altar calls, the, 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 the provision, the favor of God upon this church and upon our lives and our family, the worship the preaching, the revival services, the camp meetings, the working together, the labor together, the great moves of God, the stressful times, the times when we didn't know how we were going to get through. We didn't know what God was going to do. We must remember it all. I come this morning to tell you we must never take it for granted. Beware lest we forget. I believe that God is simply saying to the church on this Memorial Day weekend, we need to remember. Remember our heroes, heroes who gave their all for this country, yes. But can we take a moment today to remember those who paved the way for us to be able to worship in the freedom in which we worship. We must never forget the sacrifices. We must never forget what got this church to where it is. But at the same time, let's go back to the very foundation of that scripture. We must never forget the foundational doctrine that got us to where we are. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And we must love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. We must never walk away from this truth. Come on, let's build some memorials that declares we will always be an apostolic church. We'll always be a holiness church. We'll always be a church that stands strong in this apostolic message. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one and we will love him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. We will give him all. We must always remain what God has established in this from the very beginning of the New Testament church. Here we are in the year of 2019. Can I tell you we must never get too far away from the Acts 238 experience that we don't go back once in a while and renew it all over again and become freshly acquainted with 
it all over again and declare, let's get back to the basics. Back to the basics of prayer. Back to the basics of fasting. Back to the basics of living holy and separated from the world. Back to the basics of who we are. We are Jesus' name. Born again. Apostolic to the core. And we must remain that. Build memorials. Don't sell out. Don't forget. Hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful. He's faithful. Oh, thank God for his truth this morning. Hallelujah. My question for the church today. What kind of memorials do you have in your life? Have you established the fact that we're going to never be a sellout church? Can I get closer to home? Can we establish that we're never going to be a sellout family? Go where you want, do what you may, but I'm going to stand on this truth. There are some memorials. I have stories. I can go back and remember stories that were told to me before I was ever born. How that my family didn't have food on the table before long before I was born. About seven, eight years before I was born, my dad had lost his job. My mother was sick. They had lost a child. And they were in horrible financial shape. They were in a little rental house, didn't have food, didn't have money. The church was having a tent revival. My dad and family loaded in the car and went to that tent meeting. And when they returned home that night, the door was locked just like it was when they left. Nobody had a key that they knew of, but they unlocked the door and walked in. And there sitting on their table was enough groceries to get them through the very next week and the next morning when he got up there was a knock at the door and somebody said come on I found you a job let's go to work my dad never missed a day's work after that what what am I supposed to just forget about those things how that God made a way out of no way My mother, who was extremely sick, didn't know what to do. Had been to every doctor and spent all she had. Asked my dad as a last-ditch effort. She had lost down to about 80 pounds. She was at the point of death. She asked my dad to drive her over to a little Pentecostal church. Behind there was a little parsonage where the pastor and his wife lived. They turned into where Pastor and Sister Fuller lived. They walked up, my dad walked up to the door and knocked, knocked on the door. Brother Fuller came out, Sister Fuller came out, I'm sorry. She said, Brother Fuller's working today, but I'm here. My dad didn't know Sister Fuller. He talked to her for a few moments, and she said, I'll come out and pray for Laverne. She came out to the car, opened the passenger door, and right there in the driveway, began to lay hands on my mother and pray for her. My dad, he had never been to church. He didn't know anything about God. He didn't know anything about the church. He certainly didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. He had never heard anyone speak with tongues. He, As Sister Fuller laid hands and began to pray, my mother began to weep. God began to move on her. And before long, sitting in the front seat of that car, God baptized her. 
with the Holy Ghost. She began to speak with other tongues. My dad thought she had lost her mind. It was about three years later that my dad was in a service and he got up and said he turned, intended to turn to walk out the back door. He said, I turned the wrong way and I ended up in the front and he said, people gathered around me and before I left there, God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, went on to accept and receive a call to preach, pastored most of my life. I didn't get here on my own. I didn't get here because I went to a Bible college. I didn't get here just because I married a wonderful wife. But I got here because there were some people long time before I was ever born that said I'm going to sell out to God no matter what comes my way. Beware lest you forget. Tell your story. We didn't get here by ourselves. What kind of memorials are you building? What kind of stories are you telling? We should have memories. I'm not talking about building monuments. I know we do different things. We build, we, we had a, a, a project that we did some time ago where we built altars. We recently became reacquainted with that scenario. We went and helped another church as they followed our pattern. My wife felt inspired. She said, I feel like we need to do something similar again to remind our families of where we are. I'm not talking about building monuments. I'm not talking about statues or idols. But I'm talking about remembering what the Lord has done in our lives. It needs to be burned into our memory. Memories of special moments. Memories of certain places. Memories of unforgettable experience. Memories when God touched our hearts in a special way. Every now and again, we need to go back to that place of beginning. I never want to forget that little church where I received the Holy Ghost. I never want to forget that little church where I was baptized. I never want to forget that place I was when God called me into the ministry. Those three places hold very deep meaning meaning for me. I never want to forget it. Every time I go back home, I try to intentionally find a reason to drive by those places because my boys, I want every time I drive by, I remind them they've heard it, they've heard it, and they've heard it, and they'll hear it again. If they're with me when I drive by, I'm going to say right there's where I was baptized. Hey, right there, that's where I received the Holy Ghost. They right there, that's where, that's where I received my call to preach because I want them to know that that this thing didn't just pop up one day and the blessings of God rained down on us. But there's been, we've got to go back to the point of beginning. But we need some reference points in our life that takes us back to where we first began. Don't be ashamed to tell your story. Tell your stories until your kids can tell your stories. Tell your stories until your grandkids can tell your stories. Keep talking about it. Never forget. Over the years, I've learned some invaluable lessons of faith. God has always provided. God has always made a way out of no way. These lessons of faith are not something that you can always teach. It's something sometimes that you have to experience in order to truly understand. Build a memorial around them. Every time God comes through for us, we ought to create a 
story. We ought to share that story. If you were to come into my office today and look around, or if you were to go to my house and check out some of my keepsakes that I have, you would see some miscellaneous objects that would mean very little to you and have no value to others, but they would they are simple, gentle reminders of my life experiences, missions, trips, special people. Dear people that gave a small gift, something that I tucked away somewhere, I remember. Sometimes I write on the back of it, this is who gave it to me. This is the date they gave it to me because my memory sometimes falls short. And I'm like, somebody gave it to me, but I don't remember. And I pick it up and I see it and I see names like Neva Percival who has long passed on. And I'll be, I'll remember. I'll pick it up and see Sister Rutledge, long gone but never forgotten. And I remember some of those things, things that our bishop gave me. I, I go back and remember and reflect. My, my office and my home are filled with these little reminders of experiences, missions, trips, people, memories of experiences that I will never forget. Memorials trigger memories of what happened then and the things and experiences that may change us over time. Those memorials take us back to that point and that reference place and, and a place of reminder. I don't know if it is this morning, but I would guess that my boys have tucked away in their Bibles. Some of them have pictures. Some of them have signatures. Some of them have writings. They have ribbons at home. They have vials. They have stones. They have mementos that they brought with them from youth camps, from revival services, from preachers that they met that wrote and gave them a word that spoke something to them. Don't ever set that aside. Remind yourself over and over again. Go back to those memorials. Open that Bible. Read what that elder spoke to you. And don't ever get away from it. Because the temptation may come to sell out to something that is less than what we have. Let those memorials bring us back to a reference point. To say, here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. I love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength and I will never forget it. I'm closing today. Your children need to hear your story. Stand with me if you would. Your grandchildren need to hear your story. The point of this message today is to help us realize that there must be moments that we go back and remember. Memorial stones to serve as a reminder. We have a responsibility we have a responsibility to pass this message down from generation to generation. We must never forget this truth is never more than just one generation away from extinction. It is our responsibility. The building of a memorial was to be a time of renewal, reminding and personal commitment. Joshua not only issued the order for the men to go back to the place where the feet of the priest stood dry on ground in the middle of the river, but he also, he said, while you're there, bring the stones from the midst of it. Don't get them from the edge. I want you to go from the middle of it. Wherever you are today, some of you may feel like I'm going through test and trial. Why don't you build a memorial right from the middle of it today?
Some of you are going through hard times. Why don't you just build a memorial today right from the middle of where you are? You have questions and you're wondering, this is a good place. This is going to be a reference point because you're not going to always be in that situation. Because I come today to remind you God's going to see you through it. God's going to bring you out the other side of it. And when you come out to that place of victory, you need to be reminded of what God's done for you. Reminded of where God brought you from. It's not always going your way. Build a a memorial right here. Don't try to build a memorial always when you're on the mountaintop. But build it while you're also in the valley. So that you can remember. Somebody needs to look back today to remember how he saved you how He brought you out, how He made a way out of no way, how God changed your future, how He turned your life around. I ask you to bow your heads with me this morning, close your eyes, and let God speak to your heart. I'm going to open these altars. They're going to begin to sing here in just a moment. The Lord has made a way for you today. He's always made a way. You may feel you're alone today, but you're not alone. God's with you. He's always making a way out of no way. Some are already responding by stepping forward this morning. I invite you to join us. On this Memorial Day, would you build a memorial to God and declare to Him, I came to church today not only to reflect on the wonderful sacrifices of the people and honor the people that have given their life, but to you today, God, who gave your life for me, who gave me opportunity, who's always made a way for me, who's always brought me out. Come on, He's making a way for you. He's making a way for you. Step out and join us today. Come make that personal commitment. Come build that memorial today. Build that memorial today.